Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Glass Center isn't just a local gem. The art studio is popping up all over reality competition shows. Glass artists from the center are on a new holiday special on Disney Plus called Best in Snow, and they've been kicking glass on Netflix Blown Away. I'm with the center's executive director, Heather McElwee, to talk about what the international exposure has meant for our hottest local institution and how you can try your hand at glass making this holiday season. It's Tuesday, November 29th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. So, Heather, I personally have not seen Blown Away, um, but we do have a lot of fans on our team. So for listeners who haven't gotten around to that section yet on their Netflix queue, um, what's the show about? Yeah, it's a it's a really fun show. When I describe it to people, I say it's a reality glass blowing competition show, but it does a really great job of explaining the process of glass making, which is really exciting. People always ask, like, is there drama built into the show? You know, do they cause the yeah. artists to fight with each other? And the answer is honestly no, because there's enough drama in the glass blowing process inherently as things fall to the ground and break, and there's fiery furnaces and lots of heat. So it's a really fun, family friendly show um, where you get to see artists be creative in a um, you know art form that might be unfamiliar to you. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Glass Center has been featured in two of the seasons. You were judging on one season, and then this last season, John Sharvin, who worked at uh, the Glass Center, was on the show. So what was that experience like for you? Like, how do you judge art? I feel like that's so difficult. It is. It's a good it's a good point. Yeah. So the season two, I was a guest judge. And then actually season three, we had not only John Sharvin as a one of the resident artists, but we also had our director of operations, Chris Clark, as a guest judge on that mm. season as well. And it's true, it's very subjective. But you know, they each episode kind of has a brief, so they give the artists a challenge. Um, and then there's different points like design, concept, um, technical ability, things like that. So, you know, taking what the charge was in front of them and then really analyzing, like, how much did they address it? Did they do something really obvious and easy? Did they really try to dive deep? And then once they kind of had their concept, how well did they execute that? You know, could you have walked up and kind of known what they were trying to get at just by taking a look at it? Or did you need more information? And so it is a bit subjective, but there are kind of some certain guidelines or criteria that can help you like frame your thoughts. Yeah, like if I pulled my, you know, glass piece out and it broke, probably probably not a good sign. Uh, Right. (laughs) Which did happen sometimes. And artists had to be really resilient and try to kind of figure out a way to either work with what happened, if it broke in the making process and didn't have time to fix it, you know, how do they kind of incorporate that into the story or the narrative of the piece? So. And what we see is like the final product. How long does it really take to make a piece of, of, you know, handmade glassblown art? Yeah. I mean, it totally depends. I want to say that the average kind of working time um, is about, I think, between four and seven hours, depending on the episode. So from the minute that they say, okay, go start making your thing, the artists have five generally uninterrupted hours to make their piece of art, Um, which sounds like a lot of time. But, you know, if something breaks two hours in and you've got to kind of start completely over again, that so you you would often, I would say, see the artists working up to the very last minute trying to, you know, perfect their piece. There wasn't a lot of like folks 
folks getting done early and then twiddling their thumbs. Um, so they really yeah. do use that time. Yeah, and it, it, that doesn't sound like a lot of time at all from somebody <laughs> who is, you know, I think I would struggle with um, five years to make a single <laughs> class. But do you have a lot more people uh, coming to your demos and signing up for, for classes now that it's it's on Netflix, you we know, do. people see it. Yeah. yeah, we've had a ton of interest, which has been really exciting. And, you know, it's pretty unique that the Glass Center exists. There aren't a ton of places around the country, really, even, that you can learn how to do glass making, glass blowing, fusing, slumping, kind of all the different types of glass working that you can do at Pittsburgh Glass Center. And so yeah. we saw the first weekend that season two came out, we saw a thousand percent increase in our website traffic in that very first weekend. Wow. That's what I started to say, like, like what, what has been on the show done for for the glass center yeah i mean that's that's it basically it's like you know people seeing hearing about pittsburgh glass center and then realizing like wait that's in my backyard like i could learn how to do this and so you know we have basically seen a huge increase in interest in all sorts of glass making classes and that's one of the really cool things about the glass center is that we offer classes for people who have never touched glass before they don't know anything about it they just saw a thing and they're interested. That's great. Come in and learn. We can show you what to do. And have you always done that? Or did you have to like add, honestly end up like adding in more classes because of the demand? We have had to add more classes because of demand, but yeah. we have always offered classes kind of at every level. So from someone who knows nothing that wants to do a quick 20 minute experience, which we call our make it nows, all the way up to taking like an eight week class where you're in class three hours a day, you know, across eight weeks. So everything for kind of every different interest level, price point, lots of different uh, possibilities. Do you like to dance? Look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch? Well, mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm, because this is a theme party. You want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend, and rest assured, every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. On the episode you were judging, there was a residency at the Glass Center as a a potential prize for the best that week. And this season, you had all of the finalists come to the city and work together through October. What's it been like having these artists with freshly, you know, minted celebrity status, you know, celebrity glass status uh, working at the center? It's been really fun. Yeah. So we um, the timing was kind of funny with my season in particular because I filmed that episode in February of 2020, right before wow. the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we were super excited thinking that the winner of that, our episode, Elliot, was going to be able to come that summer, maybe that fall at the latest. And then, of course, the world shut down. Yeah. The season didn't even air until January of 2021. So it was a nearly a year after we filmed it. And then even, and Elliot, the person who was the winner of our episode, is from the UK. So the travel restrictions didn't open up for him to even be able to come into the US 
us until the end of 2021. So it was a long time coming, but he finally came and did his residency in April of 2022. We were super excited to have him. It was really fun. We had public demonstrations that people came out for. And then we were really excited when season three came out. Um, And people finally got to see that John Sharvin, who's been a local resident Pittsburgh artist for many years, um, was one of the finalists. And so having him and Minhee and John Moran in residence in October has been really fun, you know, and I think that's one of the things that's really cool about the show, too, is that, yes, the artists are technically competing against each other. Mm -hmm. But glassmaking is really like a team sport, a collaborative sport, and they really have a lot of fun working together. And so the idea of getting to do a residency together where they are collaborating and getting to like share ideas they were really excited by that mentally i think of blown away as like the great british bake-off you know but for, for like, glass for absolutely glass. Yeah, i like to think it's like you know like it, it would be a friendly competition that i could turn on and, and feel good about at the end that's um, absolutely true <laughs> where can people see uh some of the work of the finalists or residents uh from the glass center Yeah, actually, we're super excited because um, in February of 2023, we're going to be opening an exhibition of the three finalists from season three, the three from three, we've been Mm -hmm. calling them, um, at the Pittsburgh Glass Center. And the Glass Center is free and open to the public um, seven days a week. So you can come by, see the the work. Chances are there'll be glassblowing taking place in the building as well. So you can see the process um, and get to learn more about what the artists have made. So it's the holiday season. What are you doing at the center to gear up for the holidays? And can people, you know, can people stop by? Can I stop by and make an ornament? Absolutely. Yeah. Holiday time is always a fun time at the Glass Center. We have lots of artists who love making really fun winter themed things. So everything from trees and ornaments to little snowmen. Um, So there's really something for everyone. If you want to come buy a gift um, around the holidays, the Glass Center has everything at lots of different price points. And then, yeah, if you want to make your own ornament, we can do that, too. And so that's a really fun way for people to, you know, give a gift that they actually made themselves as well. How do you make the ornament? Is that like a one day, uh, uh, you know, like a few hour process? Or is it like you have to like make it come back? Yeah, so you do have to come back to get your item just because mm-hmm. with the inherent nature of glass, you'll see in the Blown Away show, every time at the end of their working period, they'll put the piece into an annealer for it to cool down. Mm-hmm. They actually won't see it for like 12 to 16 hours. It needs to come from that thousand degrees that it is when they put it in that kiln down to room temperature slowly. So that's one of the kind of common misconceptions when people come to do a, a workshop or an activity is they think they're going to make their ornament and then walk away with it. Yeah, well, no, yeah. all the ornaments have to go into the kiln, cool down slowly overnight, and then you can come back and pick it up the next day. But the process of actually making your ornament is pretty quick. We have like I said, these activities called Make It Nows, where you can blow your own ornament or make your own fused ornament in about 30 to 35 minutes. Um, so it's a fun activity if you're out kind of doing other holiday shopping or yeah. wandering around, come warm up by the furnace and, and blow an ornament with us. Heather McElwee is the director of the Pittsburgh Glass Center. Heather, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. A little more news before you go. We all know Billy Porter is a Pittsburgh star, but now the Emmy and Tony winner is getting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Well-deserved. Several other famous Pittsburghers have received the honor, like Gene Kelly, August Wilson, and of course, Jeff Goldblum. Pittsburgh City Controller Michael Lamb wants to be the next Allegheny County executive. He announced his bid to replace incumbent Rich Fitzgerald, who's term limited and can't run again. 
Lamb's been the city controller since 2008, and he's been part of the efforts to make big tax-exempt nonprofits like UPMC pay more towards city services. And if you've been glued to the World Cup, USA plays Iran today, by the way. Locally, Pitt men's soccer team is making their third straight NCAA Elite Eight appearance. Pitt beat number one ranked Kentucky 2-1, and they'll face off against the University of Portland. The Panthers will host the Pilots on the Oakland campus field. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us some love, subscribe to our morning newsletter, all the things. And we'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. So we'll see you then. I didn't want to be corny and be like, I am blown away by this conversation. <laughs> but you know, feel free to add that in later if you decide. <laughs>